The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, September 12th, 2018, Season 14, Episode number 38. Welcome to a very special edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We got a good show lined up for you guys today. Got a lot to talk about. We're going to get into these Giants. Dave's got a scouting report on the Giants offense, so we'll talk about some of their playmakers over there. A little bit of a different offense than what the Cowboys have been used to seeing when they face the Giants with the addition of Saquon Barkley, but I'm sure we'll get all into all of that. Before we do that, though, a few housekeeping things we need to catch up on. Uh, a player assigned to the Cowboys yesterday, uh, a guard uh, by the name of Xavier Suofilo, um, and they also released Kadeem Edwards. Uh, talk to me about Suofilo. Is he is he a guy that's, that they're bringing in to just play guard? Can he play guard and center? Does he have even more flex, flex than that? What What's his purpose here? Is he just kind of a backup body that they're just kind of just – I, Turning the bottom of their roster. Um, I think he's definitely better than Kadeem Edwards. Obviously, that's why they did it. Um, he started some games for Houston. I don't, I don't know if this is a situation of do they want to get a better guard in here um, than what they had at left guard. I mean, I don't think that's the case. I don't think they're going to pull the plug on this with Connor Williams at all. But I'm just saying, yeah. I think they just want to have a little bit more depth there at the guard position it's the same thing in what they had in parker anger and anger i thank god i didn't have to figure out how to pronounce his name at least not we would have done that all season anger anger Um, whatever he's a second round pick actually i remember talking about him on the draft show he started a few years in houston i think you you would call his career disappointing to this point but well second round pick and he's not i mean only three or four years ago and he's not still with the team that drafted him so not great but Cowboys have shown uh, that's what they like to do. Jonathan Cooper, ring a bell. Um, bring in a talented guy. I think he gives you flex. He can play either guard spot. He's better than Kadeem Edwards. Theoretically, he could push Connor Williams, but that's down the line. Like this is, and that's I said that on Twitter yesterday. This is not a reaction to Connor Williams having right. some struggles on Sunday. They worked him out last week. This, this is I love this type of stuff. Like the mechanics of how NFL teams use their roster. They needed a guy because Anger was going on IR. They worked him out. They liked him. But they can't ask a guy that they sign on Wednesday to play on Sunday if he hasn't been here. Kadeem was here for a few months. You sign him. Uh, you get through the game with that. And then now you can go and get the guy that you wanted. Yeah. Was so. Anger a guy? Anger a guy? Was Anger the person I'm thinking about that had the position flex where he could play center guard and even. Did somebody say maybe tackle in a pinch? Jer- Jerry said he could play all five spots. I think it was really more guard, guard center. Well, guard, guard, no, guard tackle. tackle. Guard tackle. He didn't okay. have the center flex. I think I think Jason Garrett told us that Suofilo could play center in a pinch. Right. In a pinch. You don't probably want him to. And Adam Redmond is still here, too. So, yeah. um, But he it's he's a guy that he's gives, a guard. You, he gives you depth at two positions. Okay. Got maybe it. a third. Got it. Um, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about injuries to watch this week. Uh, Cowboys still, their injury report is relatively small at this point. Uh, they haven't really had any major significant injuries. Uh, but tell us, tell the fans which fan, which players uh, we need to keep an eye on this week with regards to the injury report. I would challenge that losing Travis Frederick has been kind of major 
so far. Um, yeah. We'll see. But I'm just saying. Hopefully yeah. it's not a. Hopefully well, not. You don't know. Hopefully it's not forever. I mean, yeah. not for the season. I know. But, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it, it was significant, more significant than I think we thought it was just by watching the game. Uh, I'll I'll take one to watch. I mean, Xavier Woods. Um, didn't see him do a lot there. Um, I'm going to step on a limb. I think it's a sturdy limb, but I just I don't think Xavier Woods can go this week. That's, really? That's just my guess. It, it's Wednesday. I get it. But What are you basing that on? Uh, basing that on conversation with Jason Garrett. They don't expect him to play early in the week. And again, practice. Case in, or, I'm sorry. Thank you. Practice. Yeah. Case in point, Randy Gregory is the other guy to watch. Jason Garrett even said today he's like well he's still in the protocol he's he's got his knee but we feel good that by the end of the week you know maybe he'll progress you ask him about xavier woods and it's kind of more like uh you know he's still not quite ready yet we'll see about that on top of that eternal optimist jerry jones even said i don't know if he'll be able to play this week but he's getting closer to being able to play so uh, not a not a guarantee of anything i said i was stepping out on a limb but i just i don't know that he's gonna be ready Sounds like those are the two guys that are that are most important to watch this week, and uh, sounds like maybe one of them is looking good. One you have a little question about. Randy's. I mean, concussions are always. It's different, you know. I mean, yeah. it sounds like if he didn't, if he wasn't in the protocol, I think he could maybe practice right now. But you gotta be careful with that stuff. So it's yeah. just they're just gonna have to watch him and see where he's at. Okay. All right. Good. So let's move on. Let's talk about this Giants offense. Um, and before we get to the scouting report, the one thing I want to point out just kind of overall when you look at this team is um, over the last six meetings, that's the last three years the Cowboys have played uh, this team. You've seen basically offensively, at least, uh, this is not a high powered offense, although they got some players that are high powered, particularly Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, when you look at their passing game, particularly, and then look at their running game, uh, they haven't really put up a lot of yards. They can put up some points. They haven't in a lot of these games put up a ton of points. Um, do you guys expect that to be different now with the addition of Saquon Barkley? No. Which, why, Why uh, a question, why do you think that is? Why do you think that That was not a statement. That was a question I was asking was, do you think that? I'm not making no, no, this no, statement no. one way or the other. Why do you think that despite having arguably the best receiver in the league and a top five picket running back. Oh, I get you. And an accomplished quarterback. Why do you think their offense isn't better? Maybe Crap, because. Crappy offensive line. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. And, and it's so, still the same. Yeah. it's Well, well it's, they got Nate Solder. It's not the same, but it's not better. At least the early returns aren't positive. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Well, I mean, that's going to be a factor for them. I think, you know, Cowboys fans, y'all were here for more of it than I was. I really I got here when the offensive line got good. But you remember watching these Cowboys teams that had Tony Romo and Des Bryant. And it was a struggle to do stuff uh, a lot because you didn't have guys who could block everything. I, I think the jury's still out there. I mean, Jacksonville is probably the best de- defense sure. in the NFL. And, you know, the, their star receiver had 11 catches. Their star running back is one of the well, there's only four players in the NFL that had a 100-yard game. He was one of them. And so they did their thing uh, against a you know pretty good, uh, really good defense. So, I mean, I think they're excited to probably face a team. Defense is not as good, and, and Dallas right. is definitely not as good as Jacksonville defensively. Right. Yeah, I think – and that's the part that you got to be a little bit concerned about is they've been able to uh, – they've won three of the last six, I think. Uh, the Cowboys and the, and the Giants have split those. Um, and that's with them not having the kind of running – game that that you would that that certainly that they have now I mean I look at I was went back and looked at the running uh their rushing attack over the last uh six games 
And they, I think their best day was 132 yards. That was back in 2015 at 132 yards in a game. There were one, two, three games, half the games, they didn't even get over 100 yards. And this is total rushing. This is not one person. This is total rushing as a team. So it, 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 they haven't traditionally in the last, again, last three years, haven't run the ball particularly well against the Cowboys. And that's a position where you would say they've upgraded a bit, even if the offensive line is bad, a really good running back. Of course, back, yeah. A, a really good running back makes a bad offensive line look pretty good. Of course, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, since Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs left, they, I mean, they have running the ball, it's been an afterthought. Yeah. It's been nothing. Dark yeah. Or <laughs> he had some plays in that 2015 game. He did. He did. That was the year when they had the 132. Uh, he had some plays. So did Rashad. Uh, okay. Well, last name since Rashad. Jennings. Jennings. Yeah. Since well, that's. I, I wanted to ahead. disagree with you, Dave, and just for the sake of the argument. You said it with such disdain <laughs> in your voice. Yeah. Just Dave, for the sake of the argument. Dave. No, I. I think. I mean, overall, if you look at overall as a team in the whole NFL. I wouldn't say, yes, they're so much better than what they've been, but versus the Cowboys right now, which is the game that we're focused on at this point, I would say they are. One, they have a running back that can run run the ball. So do the Cowboys, okay? The O-line, yeah, might not be the best or anything, but they can can still make some damage. Now, they have a quarterback that can get the ball out there a lot quicker than our quarterback and they have a receiver that can catch the ball even a lot more than what we have so I'm saying when you start comparing the two teams right now offensively I think that they can definitely put up a battle and score probably score more points than what we think the Cowboys can do at this point so you're picking the Giants uh-huh. <laughs> basically basically the one the one thing to note though is although Od- we know odell is a really really great talent and he's had some big time plays against the cowboys overall he hasn't been a cowboy killer when it comes to just his overall average in these six games i mean you're talking about a guy that has i think he's averaged 71 yards per game in those six games i mean he's not really killed the cowboys other than those big plays like he had the the slant route that he took Quite a ways. Yeah, was that a touchdown? I mean, yeah. He may touchdown. That's- and then obviously the play that set his career off against Brandon Carr, uh, which obviously was, you know, that was just a spectacular catch. But he hadn't have a, had a lot of really great games against the Cowboys. He hasn't been the killer of the Cowboys. Yeah, but what I, I guess my where I'm getting at is they have at least three good elements working on, kind of working on their favor. Mm-hmm. You know, a good running back, a guy that can catch a ball, and then a guy that can throw the ball pretty quickly without having to be, you know, running around and getting pressure. He can make those kinds of decisions a lot faster than, let's say, Dak. So when you look at that versus what the Cowboys have at this point, the Cowboys only really have one. I would say that can't work, which is Zeke. He, we know he can't run the ball successfully, even if it's little yard by little yard. At the end of the game, it all adds up. So... I think when when you start looking at those factors and comparing the two, I think right now I'm leaning more towards what the Giants' def- uh, offense can do at All this right. point. Dave, go ahead and give us a scouting report on these guys. What did, what did you see as you started watching them? Well, we sort of touched on a lot of it, but it just ever this whole conversation that y'all just finished just makes reaffirms my belief that 
for the Dallas defense, I think this whole game is going to come down to how well they tackle, which is funny since they didn't tackle very well. Just wrote Sunday. that down. They got to tackle well. It's in. Yeah. I mean, that sounds elementary. Obviously, yes, you have to you have to tackle game. in football. But here's the thing. Okay, let's start with Saquon Barkley. He's a phenomenal talent. Everybody knows that. You saw his draft tape. I assume you saw his run against the Jaguars. If you didn't, you really should because it's real. It's just fun. It's like beautiful. I mean, it was a broken play. Uh, he goes up the middle. He squirts outside, breaks two tackles, breaks another tackle, beats another guy to the corner, tiptoes along the sideline for three yards, and then he's gone. I'm honestly, I think Get it's a little bit everything. There. It's more impressive than any touchdown Zeke has scored. I think probably. I I'll think about it. Do that, but the point being, he's got that game-breaking type of talent. He's got insane balance, and we talked about it, you know, all through the draft and leading up to this point. Like he's got these thick ass tree trunk thighs that's what he can do with them like he is a hard guy to bring down so i think there that's scary but there's a positive to that because i'm gonna read off all right saquon barkley ran a 68 yard touchdown i'm gonna read off his other runs from the line of scrimmage on sunday zero negative three ten five four negative four negative one one eight zero three two three one five three sixty eight four and one that's what he did. He had one run that you might qualify as a chunk play other than the touchdown. And you can't take that away. I hate yeah. people who do that. I get it. But look at the trend there. That, to me, says your offensive line and your blocking is bad because right. he's getting swarmed within three yards of the line of scrimmage damn near every time he touches the ball. And even on the play that he scored, that happened too. He just right. he did some superhuman stuff. And that's what I mean when I say you've got to tackle well because if you do – if you're wrapping up and if five guys are flowing on the ball and you're gang tackling and getting hats on him, you can wrap him up. He ran 17 times for 38 yards other than the touchdown. And again, you can't take that away. I get right. it. But the trend is there that there should be plays to be made because the blocking's not that good. Running backs can do crazy stuff, but if you just tackle well, then I'm not going to say it doesn't scare me, but you can manage with that because go back and watch the tape. This Giants offensive line is not very good. They added Nate Solder. Um, they drafted Will Hernandez. They have John Jalapio, who's a journeyman who is kind of, you know, he was with... Jalapeno or Jalapio? Jalapio. H-A-L-A-P-I-O. All right. Who are you? Yeah. Well, he's a five-year... He's the typical, like, journeyman vet who finally caught on with the team. Kyle Kozar? Exactly. No, I mean, he's that... Kyle Kozar was a good offensive lineman. He's he started seven times with the Giants after never starting in his career prior to that. Got like it. whether okay. it's their scheme or they don't have anybody better, or whatever. Um, they brought in Patrick um, Amama from Jacksonville, Mama. and then the big one is Eric Flowers is still your starting right tackle, and it sounds like he's going to be this week, even after he had a tripping penalty. He had like he he had a holding in the end zone that was damn near a safety. Did you see the Olay play? He, where he yeah, basically no. just got he he he's just not a good player. Yeah, Certainly not, not for a top fifteen draft pick. B laws on the left side. Exactly. Right? Uh and, that, and that's what I was gonna say is we'll get to the Giants defense. <laughs> we'll get to the Giants defense tomorrow, but like they don't have the pass rushers that they've become known for yeah. right now. Olivier Vernon's hurt and they don't have another proven guy. So like he was getting his butt kicked by guys that are not as good as what the Cowboys can run out there on Sunday. So that's really encouraging. And uh, that goes back to my point that Barkley can, he can make some things happen. Um, 
but if you tackle well and get guys to him, I think you can limit what he's able to do just because this blocking is not very good. Um, the other thing, too, I think it extends to the passing game because you have not just Odell Beckham but Sterling Shepard. And the thing is, I'll take it back to the blocking, Eli Manning is probably not going to have a ton of time if I had to guess. And if he does, I don't think he's that guy. You know, I think of Kirk Cousins. I know we like to criticize him, but Kirk Cousins just used to bomb away downfield on this team all the time. And he he would hit at least a few of them. Like, I don't think Eli is going to have that kind of time. And when he does, I don't trust him anyway. You, You watch the game back, Derek, right? Part of it. The cleanest cleanest pocket he had all day, he had Odell Beckham just screaming down the slot, just three yards behind everybody and just missed him. I mean, you you can't have an easier touchdown. So he doesn't scare me in the sense of like an Aaron Rodgers who can just sit back there and pick you apart. Where he does scare me, to Amber's point, is that he's going to get the ball out quick and he's got two receivers in Odell and Sterling Shepard who are just as scary within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage as they are downfield because – that's what I think Odell Beckham does maybe the best is he just presents himself as a target quickly and then he's gone. He's fast and he sheds tackles. Um, so you're talking turning six-yard slants into 60-yard touchdowns like a couple years ago in New York um, or you know running crossing routes. It seems like he runs a crossing route every other snap. So again, that goes back to my point. Got to tackle well. You got to keep it a 16-yard gain instead of a 58-yard gain. And that's going to be the challenge for this for this Dallas defense. I feel like on on all fronts is limit. They're going to make their plays. You got to limit it when you can. You can't let them break it. Well, I mean, it's just we've been talking for five years why Eli or ten years or Eli Manning gets the ball out quick, and he still has been effective at times doing it. And it's like you just said, he's got playmaking, you know, receivers that can get open quickly and then do something with it. And so, I mean, their offense is Eli friendly. It's Dak friendly. And this is not Dak friendly because they don't have he doesn't have players that I mean, he can get the ball out quickly. To who? Like who's open, you know, like right off the bat. So, I know that, that there's there, the argument that the, this, you know, the receivers got open some, you know, last week and all that, but um they're not special. We don't have you have special receivers over here. So, uh, he, you know, th- when Eli's career is kind of going down the way it is, you need to surround him with some special players. And I think that's one of the reasons why they're able to do it. I think he's got three special guys, honestly. I mean, obviously Odell. I think Sterling Shepard is a very underrated player. And then there's Evan Ingram, too, who's basically a receiver. I mean, yeah, he, is. he hinders them in some ways because he's not a good blocker. They have to – I mean, they go heavy. Add it to an offensive line that doesn't block Right. Well. So, I mean, you know, and that – again, that's part of the – that's going to be a problem for Barkley for the foreseeable future, I would guess. They've got to bring in other tight ends and other offensive linemen. But yeah, I don't – I'll go ahead and say it. The Cowboys got kind of lucky that Greg Olson had to lose that game. It certainly didn't I – mean, leave, not yeah. lose – it didn't seem like they had an answer for him during the time that he was there. And Evan Ingram is probably going to be worse because yeah. he's 24 and faster and leaner and easier to create separation. And let's remember, if Xavier Woods doesn't play, now you got two box safeties that are now out there playing safety. Can either one of them be able to to, there's, to cover him? There's no way that they can play another game where the safeties play the whole game and, and no backups play. I mean – even on special teams. I mean, I talked to Kayvon Frazier um, just the other j- yesterday, and he was like, I was dead on the plane. I mean, I, I, I couldn't move. 
So tired. He played every snap on defense and special teams. Mm. Same with Jeff Heath. And he was hot out there. That's, and it was that's hot. the other part to it, too. It was really Don't understand. I, I just, to the, for the life of me, do not understand why you sign Ibrahim Campbell, who's been in the league five years, and he doesn't play a lot of defense, plays some, but he's got to be a special teams guy to be in the league five years. How can you not go in and play on special teams? I'll play devil's advocate. Um, you're right. He's a veteran. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but he, he got here m- Sunday. He got here Monday, really. He had three but, practices to get up to speed. Maybe they just didn't trust him yet. I'd rather have Rico active than if you're going to have two safeties who aren't active. No, I mean, I don't play. Don't I mean, play, but are active. Yeah. yeah, just sitting out there. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but I would like to believe that in, you know, this week, yeah, you get him you got a little to. more acclimated. But, I don't see and, how you and I think, him this time. My, my point, though, about all the stuff that you're saying, it, it, the, the thing that's always been scary about Eli and the Giants is that they're, they're always in the game. You know, you're never going to be that far ahead of them. They they can score quickly. We've seen it. We've seen the Cowboys have two score leads on the Giants and think that it's over and it's not. And they win because they come back and score a quick one, get the ball again. They have quick strike ability with those receivers. And, you know, Swiss with the tight end, they can get back in the game quickly. So you got to, it's, it's hard to kind of pull away from them. Of course, yeah. with this offense, they won't be pulling away from anybody. Yeah, the other thing to think about, though, there with that point you're making about the safeties, it could have been a situation where they got into that game and they realized, really, all we got to do is stop the run. Like, they're not challenging us so much in the passing not game. Not playing a lot of nickel. Um, yeah, Dime. you're, you're yeah. not in a situation where you're really getting True. challenged a lot. And, and let's be honest, you if you weren't going to be able to have safeties back there that were going to be able to take down Big Cam – then it doesn't matter if they can cover or not. And so maybe they got into the game and they started seeing how the game was progressing and they were like, it's more important for us to have really two box safeties out there well, anyway because they both can tackle and we feel better about them tackle than maybe, tackling than maybe those other guys. True. true. I, my point is more on special teams. Okay. I'd like to get them some break on special teams and you know play that way. I just... I'm I'm encouraged by you know well you mentioned Big Cam they don't Eli Manning's not that and you know he's gonna opposite he's the guy that's gonna slide <laughs> to get out of a sack or you know throw the ball away he ain't or going whatever. nowhere I mean I you know I, I counted it up I I think Will Hernandez is probably gonna be a really good player we all liked him coming out of the draft still his second game yeah Malik Collins had a sack uh, we already talked about Demarcus Lawrence Nate Solder is the best of them and still didn't look great, albeit to Nick's point, it's maybe the best pass rush in the league. Yeah. But this should be a good pass rush too. It looked yeah. they looked pretty it's good. good. Pass rush team. They That's looked the pretty good against this Carolina. team right now. It I mean, is. you would say. So, I mean, the, and um, they gotta they gotta play well. And I th- I thought they played pretty well last week, but they gotta play better because you gotta limit that stuff. And All that's right. a great way to do it. We're gonna take our first break and really our only break. We kind of smooth went past that other one but we'll go ahead and take this break we'll come back and uh, we'll get some questions you guys give us a call the number is 888-855-2297 again it is 888-855-2297 we want to hear from you give us a call we'll be right back this is dallascowboys.com radio it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters you search how to build savings you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. 
Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Here's the thing. I'm, I don't know how, how else I need to say it. Tommy John underwear is really comfortable. I've been telling you that for like two years. I might stop if you go buy some. Probably not, though, because because that's what we have to do here on the show. But it's just a fantastic product. I wouldn't lie to y'all. Just go to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You can get 20% off your order, and you can be part of the Tommy John crew like me and Nick. And later in the and week. Derek, I was going to say, and how do I and get Amber, left out? And later in the week, we'll be able to actually show some. Not, not, not actually. Not, not no, from thank a, you. I've been no. working out. No. I'm just saying. like, Not I'm from ready. a modeling standpoint, but actually we'll have some product we can show because he's got an ass yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah i just love that drop <laughs> that that drop and the broadest drop here, here we go jam it right up your rear those are like, <laughs> right that's, rear. That's here you go really those yeah. are my two favorites that is the best well here's another thing real quick aside from feeling good in your underwear also yeah. you need to take care of that skin mm. you need to moisturize mm-hmm. and you need to have good hair and soft hair, How soft do you do that? underwear, you do it with Jack Black. So get jackblack.com, use the code COWBOYS for a nice little discount there. You would not regret it. You're right. She's right about she that, too. right about that. That's the read stuff. I'm, no. Oh, I oh, oh you, made, you were throwing yeah. it. I was like, yeah, she did her own thing. No, which is fine. I'm just like, I hope that's not, that wasn't somebody type that out and say, here's the read. Oh. That's good. It, it was a good improvise. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. That okay. was good. I was a compliment because I was Derek, just like, I really hope. Out of this nose I dog. really hope nobody nobody typed that out and said, "Here, here's the read." All right, let's get back into it. We're gonna get some questions here. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven is the number. Before we go to our first call, we do have a call already lined up. I wanted to at least uh, give you guys a chance to talk about this. Dave talked a lot about. Uh, the, the ability of the Cowboys to tackle, and that being uh, very important in this game particularly. How concerned are you coming off the game that Sean Lee had when it comes to tackling? Because he is kind of how this thing moves when it comes to tackling. That's his primary job, and it wasn't a great game for him in Carolina. You think he bounces back, or are you a little bit concerned about where he is at this point? Well, I think with, with Sean, you know, with the season starting on Sunday night, I think he'll be able to go out there and, you know, get all those preseason jitters out, and he'll be ready to go. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to bounce back, especially given the guy that he is. I mean, I'm sure there there was no one more upset than Sean Lee himself. So I'm sure he did 
everything he could throughout the week to make sure that he he's going to be playing better better in this upcoming game. There's not I don't think there's another guy on this team that I believe more when he says something like that than Sean Lee cuz in the in the yeah. locker room afterwards he was very upfront and against one of the reasons I respect him so much as a player is Good game, bad game. He was there to take the questions, and Always. he was like, "He was like, look, I, I didn't play well. I didn't play well enough tonight. That'll get corrected. I'll go in this week. I'll get myself ready. I'll be better next week." And I believed him. Yeah. And and Which, that's the thing about Sean is history says that yeah, he may have a bad game here or there, but he does correct the ship. And so I I personally believe this is he's going to be ready to go. It's, Sunday it's something I get into with fans all the time. Is like you know. Fans expect these players to just be agonized about it from the moment the game is over until the time the next game kicks off. And, like, you're not allowed to have any fun if you didn't play any well. Like, yeah. don't go to the Beyonce show. Like, don't don't smile in, on Instagram. Like, you know yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, <laughs> And that's ridiculous. Like, pe- players are people, too. Just because you had a bad game doesn't mean you can't live your life. Right. But Sean Lee is that player. Like Sean, <laughs> Sean Lee won't be happy about anything. It's until, not a pleasant week in the yeah. Lee house. It's no, I've actually, uh, I, I interviewed his wife a couple years ago for a story I did when he was nominated for Walter Payton man of the year. And she was like at weeks after losses or like bad games on his part. It's just, it's, Miserable. it's a dicey, <laughs> it's a dicey time in the household. Like he, I mean, he takes this stuff seriously. Yeah. If you watched, uh, all or nothing. I mean, he's watching tape of bad plays like the day that of the exit <laughs> interviews. Like right. he's that guy. Everybody else is going home. He is he's all. Got work to do. He is all consumed, and that's yeah. Like I'm not worried about him. He'll yeah. he'll bounce back. I need a way larger sample size of him playing poorly before I'm worried about it. Yeah. I'll tell you this about the defense though. My biggest concern, and if I had to pick one of the two, I think that our defense would be the Giants' offense. I I feel really positive about the defense that the Cowboys are building right now. But where my concern starts is how long is that defense going to be playing out there for? So that's the biggest thing. You keep the defense out there too long, that is just a ingredient for failure. Although, can I point this out? It'll be very different than last week from the standpoint that there won't be the humidity, there won't be the heat factor. They're playing indoors. That does have some bearing on it, I think. I think last week, you started seeing those defensive guys. I mean, I thought it was was about second quarter. Hold on. Will it be indoors? It's going to be indoors. Are you sure? uh, I will put money on it that it's indoors. I wouldn't. Because NBC starts calling, and they want that aerial shot and have it open. It's happened too many times before. Okay. Are we hundred percent sure? If they do, if they do, I will be shocked, and okay. maybe I will be shocked. I'm just saying, I will. Hey, based upon the based week. upon the humidity that in Dallas, the right, right there. this time of the year, I don't think it's even. I don't think it would be a chance that I would open that roof. I would. My decision. Feel comfortable betting that the roof will be closed. The roof, like, they never open the roof anymore. Okay, but I'm just saying, we have seen it so many times. These Sunday night, ESPN wants it. And Sunday, I mean, they pay billions of dollars to get what they want. They open the roof. We've we've had this game a couple of times now early in the season where it's been really hot. But is that the network asking for or is that internally Jerry wants to see No, it's the network asking for it. And they're like, remember the the billion dollars that, that we did in a deal? Like... We, Can we get the shot? I don't shot? think it will happen. We have Weather played, has we have played the Giants at AT and T in September, almost every year that I've been here. I think the only time 2014, I think we played them here in October. We have the last three years. The roof has been closed every single time, yeah. as far as I remember. Yeah, I, I just I don't see a scenario where they would do that to 
to their own team, let alone, you know, just kind of. Cool. I just don't think it's it, the weather's permitting at this time of the That's year. That's the current uh, forecast accounts for a 73 degrees at kickoff. So we'll see. It's a lot lower than I thought. Yeah, it is. But still, 73 degrees is not, that's not cool. No. Not, especially not in a stadium like that where it gets in and then it's kind of traps the heat from all those bodies. I mean, that ain't cool. 73 yards. There's 70 degrees. It's certainly not hot. Like 73 degrees is not cool for athletic weather. It's not, I mean, for athletic performance, it's not. Okay. I agree with Derek. Okay. I mean, the only thing about it is if it's going to rain and it might rain, that would be one thing. But if it's 73 degrees. It ain't opening. They're not opening for 73 degrees. Okay. okay. They're going to yeah, open like it. It's never been open. <laughs> Clearly, I'm this not is very that, important. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but I think it is for your point. I mean, I, I think when I started no, seeing for in Amber, the no, quarter. You know what's more important than the temperature in the stadium is if the Cowboys are getting first downs. That's what's way more important. That helps. Yeah. They yeah. played a – the defense played, all things considered, a pretty solid game in 85 degrees of yes. humidity. And I'm sure it took a toll, but they still got the job done. I care a lot less about the temperature and a lot more about the Cowboys' offense not being terrible. But if they were able to do that in 85-degree humid weather, what would they do in climate-controlled – 71 i mean i i think that's if they're losing much better if they're losing time of possession it's not going to be good no matter what yeah i don't know i don't know if that offense can really make them pay like that i really don't the giants yeah i mean we just talked about their offensive line we just talked about the quarterback we looked at the history of what we, they've done offensively We talked about like you got to be on your p's and q's to keep right the guy. well if you're out there play series after series after series and not getting resting time that's how Eight-yard curl routes turn into 50-yard touchdowns. I got you, but last week, again, 85 degrees last week. Okay. They gave up 16 <laughs> points. Right, cool. Potato, potato. Uh, no, this is not potato, potato. This is not potato, potato. All right, is, let's get to a phone call. Um, we do have a phone call here from Stan in D.C. Stan, what up? Hey, what's going on, crew? Yeah. Hey, I think Nick's right, Dave. I'm sorry. I think I, I go to the Cowboys game every year, Cowboy Giants game every year, and I can speak of at least two times I know the roof has actually been open. All right. What years was that? Uh, I definitely know it was the year Romo won at the end of the game with um, Jason Witten. I can't remember the other one, Not, but wait, it's been mentioned that we didn't have uh, we didn't have good luck with the roof open. But I've actually come away with two wins with the roof open. Hey, there you go. Was that in 15? I, I remember that. I, 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 I never before remember. Before he got hurt, right? Yeah. 15? Yeah, before he got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, Dez got hurt that season. Right. That game. That game. Yeah. yeah, that game. A lot of changes but there. My, um, my key this week is I think we got to get Dak's confidence rolling early. I think we got to do some of that RPO stuff early. Like get him moving where he can get his confidence. And also slow down the Giants when they're not going to come as hard. Because I noticed that's what we did with Cam last week. We came at Cam hard. In the second half, when we kind of rushed in our lanes, we controlled them in that second half. But I think we got to get Dak on the move with some RPO, roll them out, and get a lot of these crossing routes like Gallup had last week and Beasley. I think that that's our bread and butter to get them going early. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know that the Cowboys – you guys can answer this. The Cowboys, have they really done a lot of RPO stuff with Dak? I haven't really seen a lot of that. I mean, they've done some – when he's been successful – they did a lot more movement in getting him out of the pocket. If that's what the caller's saying, and I agree with that, I think no, they've if you done, can find some ways to do that, it's it's probably a good thing. First of all, at this point, RPO has just it <laughs> like I mean, they were calling play action passes RPOs the it's other day. Really it, like, I mean, it's it's taken on a life of its own. It definitely has 
a place in the game, and I think most teams probably do it. I mean, I'm thinking right now, like one of Dak's best plays is a read option RPO with a slant to Beasley, and I think Beasley caught three touchdowns off that play last year. Uh, they coming to my mind most notably is the Chiefs game. I think it was their first score. And I was talking more about last week. Like I didn't, oh, I didn't no. seem to see much of that last I, week. No, I didn't either. But yeah. they do have it in their offense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they need to call more runs where Dak is is running the ball. Like I mean that that is playing to his strength, and that's what we saw out of Cam. That's what makes him so effective. And and get get out of this mindset that this guy is a pocket passer. I mean he's not. I mean he can he can make plays out of there every now and again. But I mean get him on the move, get him running. That makes Zeke so much better if you do that. Yeah. When you have that zone read kind of look. It forces the defense to split. It forces the defense to, hey, I got to play my responsibilities, which means I can't help over there. I got to make sure I'm handling this responsibility over here and the same thing on the other side. And so it does give you a few more opportunities that if Zeke can break a tackle, now he's off to the races. And that's what using Zach, I mean, sorry, using uh, Zeke Dak more gives you that, that kind of look. The thing that concerns me, and we talked about it when we were reviewing the game, is just, they gotta they gotta find a way to mix it up enough to where teams don't necessarily see it coming. Because I I asked Jason Garrett about it too. Is uh you know those those waggles that they like to run? They love those plays where they get Dak moving out of the pocket and he's just got an easy throw right in front of him. The Panthers were all over that stuff on Sunday. Like they had a guy in his face. The the whole point of the play is that you have the option for the easy throw or you can run the ball. And that running option was taken away immediately. And I think. The answer to that is probably to make defenses stay honest by giving the ball to Zeke a little bit and by having, again, however you want to scheme it up, I think Dak needs to be more of a threat as a runner to open that yep. stuff up. Here's what I don't understand is, and again, it's only been one game, but in the past we've seen how good Dak has been running the ball and just figuring out when is the good time to run and also making throwing a pass in the run. So how do you go from having that and then it kind of, disappeared I mean I would be expecting it you keep building up on that and if anything his confidence is just going to get better because he has already been doing that so that's something that I'm still we'll see what happens in this upcoming game but as far as that first game I just I'm still trying to get the my head around how that just basically just disappeared let's go to the phone lines get another call this one's from Lynn in Oklahoma Lynn what up how are you guys today good how are you I'm doing great. Uh, I was just uh, noticing on the game last week, every time, well, if they, Snacks does what, oh, uh, oh what's, uh, I lost the guy's name, uh, uh, the, de- the t- defensive tackle, I would always get into Williams and push him straight back. Uh, Looney was always going mainly to the right, and he needs to kind of he- help out just at least the initial uh, contact to help Williams out a little bit on on that because uh, he's getting shoved right back into into Zach or Dak, and uh, uh, also the the second thing I never saw him throw one wheel route to to uh, Zeke or, or, or yeah, and everything was just in the flat. He never let him get downfield at all, and I, that was just two observations that I had on the game. Uh, talk about that a little bit. All right. Thanks, thanks. for the call. Come on, Short is who he's talking yeah. about, knocking Connor Williams back and Joe Looney helping him a little bit more. Yeah, that's 
That's which what, you know he meant he said snacks at the start of the call like another tough challenge this week although no doubt. a different style of tackle and i am scheme now right three, I'm, four, three, I'm interested four. to see we can get into that tomorrow right. but it's a new scheme so he's he's playing a bit of a different role but going to be doing a lot of the same stuff i mean i don't know how many more times i can complain about not throwing the ball to zeke enough yeah. and in enough creative ways but it's definitely it's not something we've seen that's you're absolutely right to the caller's point like and what's frustrating is you go back to training camp and you see Zeke doing some of that stuff. Yeah, I remember, you know, they did a they did a, a team They were doing that all the time. And they I, exactly, they did a team period where they threw the ball to Zeke three times in a row in three different manners and all of it was stuff down the field, not 30 yards downfield, but 6, 7, 8 yards over the middle of the field running across the formation and then you get to the game and it's all stop in the flat and look for the ball or a swing pass or just I don't know, just do be better. Be <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how many more ways I can say it. Yeah, and it's I, simple. Be better. It's. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, he's just he's got to be better. I think he's got to be better than he was last week, which I think he will be. He's just working himself into form. Yeah. But they also got to find some ways, some more creative ways to get him involved in the offense. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and call it a, a show. We'll be back tomorrow at uh, eleven. <laughs> I'm sorry, twelve thirty. I was not expecting that. No, we'll be back at eleven forty-five tomorrow. We'll get into the, uh, the the Giants' defense versus the Cowboys' offense. There's a lot to talk about there. That defense is pretty uh, pretty good. Nick, do you have something? Yeah, I do. Like right before, I guess is hanging with the boys coming up next. Yes, it's coming up next. At I just I just want to say, check out that show today because it'll be a different look than you've seen before. And literally a lot more going on than just football there. I tell you what, what's happening there with Shannon, Nate, Kurt, and just the, the unity there is, it was, I didn't want to get emotional about it, but it's pretty awesome. What's, what's happening there. Uh, again, we talk about football and RPOs and wheel routes and all that stuff. And that's what we do. And that's it. Very, very important. But sometimes it goes bigger than that. And so check out that their show. they got a good thing going on over there. Hang All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?